Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business podcast, where parenthood meets professional development. We'll be covering all things business, flexible, and remote work with kids. I'm your host, Amy Lynch, and I'll be interviewing inspiring guests who've been showing up as their full selves as parents and blurring the lines between their personal and professional lives. Visit mixingbabiesandbusiness.com to join our movement of parents seeking to invest in themselves alongside their kids. Our next guest on the podcast is Tanya Hales. Tanya is a mom of one and an award-winning event planner, freelance writer, public speaker, and creative storyteller using various mediums to evoke emotions, create change, and magnify moments. She is the founder of Black Moms Connection, an online global village and nonprofit organization, as well as a diversity, equity, inclusion, and representation disruptor doing anti-Black racism consulting through color in white spaces. Our conversation took place in August before we knew what back to school would look like. In our third and final episode with Tanya, we talk about responding to world events, pivoting in business when you don't have another option, and the legacy that she's working to create. Let's get into it. I just want to know from a professional development point of view, because you have three businesses, I saw during the pandemic you were upskilling with your Eventbrite course on obtaining sponsorship <laughs> through your events. And it seems like you don't really rest for very long. And I think that's amazing that you're always learning and always growing and you share what you're doing with people to try to encourage them as well. Or maybe you're just sharing from a place of wanting to be real. But um, what are some go-to professional development resources that you always find yourself getting back into when you feel uninspired or you want to learn something new? That's a really good question. Um, actually, it was one of the of the questions that you sent me, I think that was the one that I was going to struggle to answer because it really depends on where I'm at. I think that that's the the biggest thing for me of late is who am I right now? Who am I today is not who I was before George Floyd passed. Why? Because the world has changed so drastically since May 27th. Uh, as a Black person, may, may have stayed the same for a lot of other people, but it definitely did not for me, right? Um, if you go to if you look at the dates of all those media interviews that I did, the majority of them were like, I did 14 in the first week of June alone. So the world changed for me for for sure. And so to answer that question, it, it really is going to be like, what is my current priority and passion? Um, when I did that Eventbrite course, you know, yeah, I was just trying to augment my skills. I'm like, okay, event planners cannot have idle hands. So I'm like, let me do something. Let me add to what I I um, have been doing for the past, you know, over 15 years of planning events and, you know, fill in some gaps or whatever I'm missing. But ironically enough, because of the the shift and the change in the event industry towards virtual, which I'm not nearly as passionate about, that is no longer my focus, right? It remains unfinished. And I'm being kind with myself because I think, you know, a global pandemic, yes, you like to think you have more time. I'm using the bunny ear quotations, <laughs> but it's not idle. <laughs> We're living in a global pandemic. So this is not just, oh, I'm on vacation and I have some free time. I I've been kind with myself saying, you know what? I've pivoted. I've had to. And so now my focus is on augmenting my education in the diversity and inclusion space because I'm doing workshops and conversations and leading anti-Black racism conversations. And I want to make sure that I'm in line with, you know, what the, the standards of that particular industry 
industry is. So, you know, I'm not doing the Eventbrite certification. I'm, you know, so I, I do a lot of Google. I'm like, okay, who's offering things in the space? So there's like the Canadian Center for Diversity and Inclusion. Okay, I feel like this is a great place to start. They're the ones who are actually certifying diversity and inclusion consultants. So that's who I'm going to get my education from. It'll be different for everybody. I, I'm not a podcast person. My commutes have never been long. So I've never been able to get into podcasts because they're usually like an hour long and my commute was like 10 minutes. I'm hoping to change that. I know. I know. I I have really good high (laughs) hopes for it. And then I'll start and then I'll forget to go back to it. Um, It's one of those things you need to carve out time for. I've started reading again. So, you know, kicking it old school with a book could be, you know, a tablet book or whatever, but just whatever draws to you naturally. I think we try to force so many things. I want to be better at X or I want to do X. And that can be good if it's going to force you outside your comfort zone. But I think it's really important to also just like, but where are you now? You can't know where your comfort zone you can't go outside your comfort zone if you don't even know where it is. So it's really important for me to always be open in learning how to pivot and and twist. And just, you know, I have a a great mentor who believes in having like an advisory committee of people in your life who are mentors and sponsors and will help you level up and hold you accountable and give you that kick in the pants on finishing that project, you know, and schedule maybe an hour check-in with them. Be like, hey, the last time we talked, we talked about... I wanted to do these things. I have not done those things, right? <laughs> or guess what? I did these things. And, you know, I think that in terms of professional development, it's a lifelong thing. But what your profession is may be different from when you started uh, at the beginning of this global pandemic to where it is now. You've talked about starting from where you are now, but this one is more about in the future. There's no pandemic. You can do face-to-face events again. You can hug people that you love. You can host your conference again. What what kind of world do you hope that your son is going to grow up in and how is what you're doing now related to it? And I think you've answered a lot of this already, but just I wanted to give you the chance to expand on it if you want to. I miss events so much. You know, I, I've, they've been a part of my life for such a long period of time. And it's why I haven't pivoted to a virtual events, right? It, because I love when it's quiet, everything's been set up, everyone's a little bit anxious and nervous and jittery, but excited. You know, we haven't opened the doors yet the dj's playing to an empty room the flowers are still crisp pictures are like amazing because the carpet hasn't been walked on that is my favorite event planning moment and i look forward to having those again whether they're planned by me or not remains to be seen because i'm i'm in a space right now where i'm leaning towards how do i pivot out of planning events if the industry doesn't come back for another year right i have to i'm i'm a planner so i need a plan b and c the future for my son is one where we're not still having conversations about race and racism, that a lot of the things that we have been talking about and continue to fund studies for um, have been eradicated. We know that there's an abysmal rate of women and people of color on boards and hired in certain sectors like tech or whatever it is, or media. We know this. This is, None of this is ever new. We don't need more reports. We need action. And, and uh, hopefully this new era of accountability and pulling the bandaid off of uncomfortable topics will lead to my son not having to do media interviews the way I have to do media interviews every single time something happens. I also want his name on a building. I'm very clear about one of my goals for Black Moms Connection is to own a building 
a community hub that has on-site childcare, like an actual childcare center uh, that's 24 hours. Um, I'm very clear about that. Everyone thinks that you only need childcare between nine and five, which is not true. And it speaks to the earlier conversation that we were having about events, right? And, you know, a resource, a space where we can host our events, you know, that is, and and there's a a wing or a room or something named after my son so that the legacy of his life um, is outlasts even him. So that's definitely one of my, my future goals. And that we're just, we learn from everything that we're going through right now. There, there has to be some silver linings. There has to be some good that comes from the bad. You know, you mentioned it at the top. I've, I've had a really, 2020 is actually my best year on record, right? We've secured, you know, three major partnerships and that's just BMC, right? My new uh, consulting business has a bank as my first client, (laughs) which is bananas. And these are people who found me just by rights of being myself on on socials and, and putting that out there. To have my best year during the worst year on probably Earth's record is really, really difficult. But that being said, I've also been planting those seeds for a really long time. And the trees are finally starting to bloom and some may not have their fruit yet it might not I might not be able to pull a lemon from it until next year but at least I can see the leaves I can be grateful for that and excited for the lemons that are going to come I'm not quick to say oh 2020 is canceled 2020 sucks it is there have been horrifically terrible things that have happened and are probably going to continue to happen but for me personally business wise it's not it's not all fire and brimstone and I'm grateful for that and and hopefully if I can continue to to walk in the path of being who I am then I, opportunities will continue to come my way and I can continue to take what I've given and give back um, in the way that makes the most amount of sense to me. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me Tana. You are such a powerful person and your writing is so moving so I'm glad that you responded to those media requests because <laughs> your opinion pieces are so moving and what you're building is so inspiring and it's really encouraging to know of some of the challenges you've faced along the way and how you keep coming back to yourself and your mission and your vision for the future and for your son's future. And it's just so inspiring. And I'm hoping that this is one of the few podcast episodes you listen back to. (laughs) (laughs) What's the best way people can connect with you? I know you have a few different websites and social media channels, but if they want to know if you can speak at an event or if they want to work with you in some way, what's the best way to get in touch with you? The best way is probably Tanya Hale com. you know, that is the umbrella portfolio for all of the things, although I feel like I need to update it again already. Yeah, any, you know, podcasts or speaking, whether it's, you know, moderating, hosting for events, anti-Black racism work in your workplace or for yourself or for people that you know, writing. Yeah, I do a whole lot. TanyaHales.com is the best way to find me. A big thanks to Tanya Hales for taking the time to speak with us this past August about how she's been mixing babies and business over the years. Our next few guests include Kevin Bourne and Carla Briannis. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with your network of other parents or leave a review for us. You can access more parent-friendly professional development by signing up to our newsletter where we talk about all things flexible and remote work with kids. Catch you next time.